Reading, short and deep. Hi, I'm Jesse, and I'm Eric. And today we're reading short and deep, the whole book by Peter Newell. This was first published uh, as a book <laughs> in 1908, and it is uh, I want to say a children's book, but uh, adults. Who are named Jesse enjoyed it. <laughs> um, in my subsequent researches, I uh, found out that he has a couple others that are sort of. I guess this one was such a smash hit, they decided to do a couple other ones, and I read one of those. And I'm going to send it to you after I find a good copy of it, Eric. It's called the Slant it. the Slant Book, uh, and it is. Uh, similar similar premise to this one. This book is very strange, and it, when you guys look at the PDF on the website, you will note that there's a black spot in the middle of pretty much every page. That black spot is an actual hole that was drilled through the book that is the premise of the book. So this book is spelled H-O-L-E, not W-H-O-L-E. But we will read the whole W-H-O-L-E book to you, and uh, then discuss it and we encourage you to go look at the beautiful color uh illustrations for this book the other book i read uh, i mentioned was called the slant book and that one is a uh, rhombus shape <laughs> so when you open it on the first page uh all the letters are sort of pointing downhill um and then on the right hand side you see the picture that's associated with it and that's uh baby carriage going downhill but it's in the other direction uh, he also has one which I have not looked inside yet, but I'm excited to, called The Rocket Book. And I believe it's from this same era. Uh, so 1908, 1910, etc. Et uh, you, you were familiar with Peter Newell, I think, before I found this book, Eric. Uh, how did you know him? I came upon him first as one of the uh, more prominent illustrators of Lewis Carroll. Um, so uh, I, I knew his work then, and when I found out about it, I took a look at some of his other work. He's a good illustrator. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he looks like the period he comes from. He that does. is, he uses clean line, uh, rounded uh, body parts, uh, monochromatic colors, a number of them, but, but they are not nuanced. He doesn't tend to use shade. He looks, um, he looks like a 1908 uh, children's book, as opposed, say, to the the later ones like Dick and Jane, which have shadings on the colors, mm. um, and uh, he doesn't do etchings. He really does the kind of drawing that, so as what's technically called clean line, um, a little bit like what you would see in Tintin. And so he is an early uh, proponent. I, belie I believe I believe you're time. pronouncing it. Tintin, but you mean Tintin. <laughs> is that the guy with the well, white dog named Snowy? That's the guy. Okay, I'm, I'm just just so I'm clear. But, I, yeah, but it's 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 French, and so I was right. pronouncing his name that way. Right. Well, I, I just want everybody to know uh, we're talking about <laughs> Tintin because I barely I barely guessed what you were saying. All right, I see. Yeah, I'm I'm often uh, difficult to understand, but you know <laughs> that's, that's what I'm that's here what for. I have friends for that's exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I knew Newell's work. He is he is prominent. 
this is a, a book though that I had not seen. I like these trick books. Mm-hmm. When I was when my children were young, they enjoyed Pat the Bunny. Um, that's the name of the bunny, and it's the name of a bunny that you get to pat in right, the book. Right. And its fluffy tail comes through page after page. It's it's a nice conceit, and it adds the tactile. It also does something else. It reminds us of the materiality of the book, so that yes. while the contents of a book um, make us think, ah, you know, I'm in this other world, this brings us back and says, no, 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 this is a part of your world. And that self-reflexivity is a way of making a reality claim for what's going on whenever you find self-reflexivity. So this book is really saying to you, by the materiality of the whole, yes, yes, there was an actual shot fired, a bullet that made this hole, and it kept right on going, and you're holding it. Well, you're um, you're telling us about page one, so why don't we get right into it? Let's do that. Um, although this book begins on the t- with the cover closed, mm-hmm. where there's a line of children approaching a hole, and uh, one after another gets to peer through it. Then you turn the page, and it's called the whole book, spelled as you said, Jesse H O L E. Um, with a hole right in the middle of that page. And every other two-page spread, of course, has to have a hole um, on one of the pages. So the right-hand page has the picture with the hole, Mm -hmm. and the left-hand page has the text. And so I am... I think we'll just read the text through and Mm -hmm. then go back and comment on that in relation to the pictures. Sounds good. If, If somebody is listening to us and can stop and take a look, download the PDF. It might be fun. Mm -hmm. Tom Potts was fooling with a gun. Such follies should not be. When bang, the pesky thing went off most unexpectedly. Tom didn't know twas loaded and it scared him most to death. He tumbled flat upon the floor and fairly gasped for breath. The bullet smashed a fine French clock. The clock had just struck three then made a hole clean through the wall, as you can plainly see. Out in the kitchen, Bridget Quinn was busying about when through the boiler crashed the shot and let the water out. The floor was flooded like a pond. The room was filled with steam, and Bridget gathered up her skirts and rushed out with a scream. Out in the backyard, Sister Sue with Sis and Mabel Dunn was swinging underneath the trees and having lots of fun when zip the speeding bullet sang and cut the rope in two then hurtled through the high board fence and to the ground came sue just then an automobile passed its body painted green the bullet struck its side and pierced the tank of gasoline a loud explosion followed and a tremor shook the air the passengers were tossed aloft amidst the smoke and glare An artist in a studio who had a metal one was painting on a laughing boy, which work was all but done. The ball of lead this picture smote, and through the room it ranged, and through the canvas bored its way, and the expression changed. Old Granny Fink was sound asleep, as sound as one could wish. Beside her, an aquarium was standing, stocked with fish. The bullet struck the crystal globe and roused her from her nap, and Granny found that she was drenched with cold fish in her lap. 
A lady came into a store where animals were sold to buy a parrot with a tongue that wouldn't swear or scold. But as she talked about the bird and asked about the price, the bullet plunged clean through a box and freed a lot of mice. Old Hagenschmidt behind his house, his new Dutch pipe was trying when, bing, the bullet smashed the bowl and sent the pieces flying. Who put that bombshell in my pipe? exclaimed the startled smoker. If I could get my hands on him, there would be one less joker. A pear tree seen above the wall with fruit was laden down, and Ned below appeared to be the saddest boy in town. Just then the restless bullet passed and clipped a branching limb which bore a dozen pears or more and passed it down to him. G. Fuselman in high silk hat along the street was trailing when through the crown the bullet sped and set his hat a-sailing. What do you mean, sir, blurted he to Harvey Jones behind him, by knocking off my high silk hat. But Harvey didn't mind him. Dick Bumble, with a bag of grain, was going out to grind it, when through the bag the bullet tore and left a hole behind it. Dick neither knew the bag was pinked, nor that a hole was in it, and wondered why the load he bore grew lighter every minute. Tim Nickleby had hooked a fish and was about to land it when, snap, his fish pole broke in two. He couldn't understand it. Of course, the bullet did the trick. It would have been more thrilling if it had punctured Timothy, who was in need of drilling. <laughs> a restless wild cat had escaped and roamed the garden free. The keeper, frightened at the sight, had climbed a lofty tree. The savage brute espied him there, and with an agile bound, it met the bullet in the air and tumbled to the ground. A watermelon, large and fine, was in the kitchen shed. The bullet drilled a hole through it as on its way it sped. Who plugged that melon, Mammy cried, as through the door she came. I'd spank the child that done that trick if I could learn his name. A vendor of balloons, a chap in Russian born and bred, came ambling through the dusty street, his wares above his head. Balloons, balloons, who wants to buy? He shrilly cried, I say. Just then his enterprise collapsed. The shot had come that way. A German band was on parade and all the district knew it. When boom, the bass drum sounded out, the shot had gone clean through it. The leader turned about in ire and pointed at the drummer, exclaimed, You start too soon, my friend. You make a better plumber. <laughs> Ms. Silverman had built a fire and shoveled on some coal, when through the stovepipe crashed the shot and made a gaping hole. The smoke in murky columns rose, the lady raised a shout, then on the scene the fireman came and put the lady out. A cat espied a tiny mouse and crouched to make a spring. The mousey couldn't find a place in which to hide, poor thing. Just then the bullet made a hole, a fair-sized hole at that, and in it dashed the frightened mouse and thus escaped the cat. A thief was stealing in the door. A clever chap was he, for he had waited till the gong had summoned all to tea. But at that moment came the shot and smote the doorbell clear, 
the butler reached the door in time to see him disappear. Old Sandy, on his Highland pipes, was drooning Robin Hood and coaxing from the boys and girls such pennies as he could. When suddenly the bag went squash, the drone became a sigh. The fleeting shot had pierced the bag of wind in passing by. For some excitement, good and hot, these lads were fairly spoiling when through the beehive plunked the shot and set the pot a-boiling. The startled swarm came streaming out in temper hot and baneful and drove the foe in awful rout with volleys sharp and painful. When Felix Fenno flew his kite, he found his hands were full. It seemed determined to escape, so strongly did it pull. But presently the whizzing shot, the kite string neatly parted, and like an airship on a cruise, his precious kite departed. The grocer boy was teasing Snip by pelting him with rice and keeping just beyond his reach, which wasn't very nice. Just then the bullet clipped the chain that held the pup, and joy, he fairly sprinted through the air and nabbed that grocer boy. Ms. Newlywed had made a cake with icings good and stout. The bullet struck its armor belt and meekly flattened out. And this was lucky for Tom Potts, the boy who fired the shot. It might have gone clean round the world and killed him on the spot. At the bottom of that page is a amazing signature by Peter Newell, which is not only a signature, but also... A uh, little illustration of himself. It's terrific. I, I didn't realize that at first. I, I was just like, oh, I'll leave that in there. And <laughs> I'm like, wait, look at the detail on that. Um, pretty great. Um, I, uh, so first thing that strikes me, i just noticing it now. Uh, <laughs> Miss, Miss Newlywed. Oh, she's the only one without a real name. I mean, um, I mean, I've never met a person named Newlywed. Right, but it's capital N, so that's supposed to be his name. I mean, her name. Um, do they all have names? That's interesting. Yeah, no, not everybody has names. Most of them do. Most of them have uh, names, and their names are funny, but they're plausible. Um, well, but there's Thief and Butler, I'm looking now. Yeah, Tom, po- Tom Potts, the guy who kicks off the whole thing and comes back in that last page to find out how lucky he is. Um, right. Uh, pot shot, right? It's a little joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was uh, I was thinking about it, reading it again and again. Um, I gotta say, this is a very American book. <laughs> not just it be- is a, it's an. A, I am ashamed to say you're right. And I'm not just saying that because it's it's got a gun in it, but rather like all these immigrants to the United States in it are representative: the German band, uh, the Russian immigrant. And they're all doing their business. Some of them are domestics. Some of them are, you know, laborers. And and there's kids. And it's it's a whole. It's like a cross section of society. And um, what's funny is this is like um, <laughs> it's the kind of book they wouldn't be allowed to print today because kids playing with guns is not a funny business, right? And it's not. You know, you think of a child with a gun. You do not think, um, oh, that's that's going to work out well. Um, only <laughs> only creature who dies in here definitively is the wildcat. 
um, which was menacing a person. In fact, th- this bullet uh, saves a couple of people. Uh, the, the thief is saved in a certain sense, but uh, that mouse is saved from the cat. And uh, the language is amazing. It is. I, I think uh, I think the stereotypes are, are worth unpacking. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the illustrations, <clears throat> excuse me, are, are are quite wonderful. If you pay attention to them, you find, for instance, uh, the the way the Russian, the man who's born in Russia, is depicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his language. Um, he's, he was born in Russia. He's a Jew. Uh, yeah, there's a, actually right. a couple of hidden Jews just uh, around the uh, in the in the shop. I think the pet shop. There's, uh-huh. a, there's another. And, and Miss Silverman is yes, obviously clearly. a Jew. Yep. And, and both of them are mistreated. It's supposed to be fun that they, that bad things happen to them. Miss Silverman gets evicted. Yes. Instead of the fireman putting out the fire that was caused by Tom Potts's pot shot, right? I, I think to to jump to a conclusion, I think that Tom Potts is the allowable mischief maker, like mm-hmm. the, the 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 little tailor in Dennis says, the Menace. One blow, Dennis the Menace. He is white. He is American. He is Protestant. So the very first person who's criticized is Ms. Quinn, right? There's an Irish Catholic woman. Women get it worse than men. The, the two men, there are two men who I think are worth seeing together. Um, the man in Russia is one Jew, and his business disappears. Yeah. Right? His enterprise right? is ended. Exactly. Now, what is his enterprise? He's selling balloons to kids. Mm-hmm. He's trying to part kids from their money. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's an immigrant trying to take advantage of the young and innocent in our country by selling balloons. The balloon gets popped. If you look further down in the book, you see old Sa- you see old Sandy on his Highland pipes mm-hmm. was drooning Robin Hood and coaxing from the boys and girls such pennies as he could. And the balloon is the the bagpipe is punctured by the bullet. Mm-hmm. Now this is clearly unrealistic because as you look at the illustration, um, at the image, the bullet hole goes right through the the bag of the bagpipe. Mm-hmm. But it would also then hit old Sandy. Passing through his arm. Well. But it continues right on through the book to the next. <laughs> After scene, a certain point, right? the the momentum of this it, it, it's like it, it becomes a fantasy, right? <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. it's always funny at the beginning, but it just and and then if you start noticing, like sometimes the bullet is going through the floor of a house, well, sometimes it's going but, through but, the but, roof of a house. Oh, absolutely! It is a fantasy. I I, I don't make the connection with uh, the 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 gallant tailor um, accidentally. I think this is a fairy tale, mm-hmm. and I think that Tom Potts, like the gallant tailor, is a little kid who is allowed to get away with mischief and comes out wonderfully at the end through no desert of his own. The point I wanted to make about Old Sandy is just like the Jew, the Scot is stereotypically miserly. Just like the Jew, mm. the Scot is trying to catch coins from children. Just like the Jew, the Scot 
has an enterprise which depends on nothing but air. Mm. And just like the Jew, his enterprise is punctured by the accidental shot of Tom Potts. Now, the very first verse of this book says that the shot shouldn't have been fired. But it was a complete accident. You know, it shouldn't have happened, uh, but it did. And doesn't every child enjoy it? At the end, as you say, the bullet seems to be able to go through everything. But it gets stopped. Uh, it's called a belt, but that's for the sake of rhyme. The armor belt that the bullet strikes protects the cake made with icings good and stout. Mm-hmm. In other words, Ms. Newlywed has made a wonderful dessert, presumably for her husband, and put it in a uh, basically a metal bell jar, a cake, mm-hmm. a cake holder, which for some reason, unlike everything else, as you pointed out, Jesse, nothing stops this bullet, but this does. And I can't help but think in the fairy tale way, this sort of implicitly promises, because Ms. Newlywed um, looks like a perfectly um, casting uh, office, uh, central casting American Protestant woman, mm-hmm. young woman, mm-hmm. um, Ms. Newlywed. Tom Potts is on his way to grow up and to find a woman who will make a home for him. Mm-hmm. He will be protected and get what he gets, undeserving, but it will be his by virtue of being a white Protestant American. This is an extraordinary book. I mean, there's a black mammy. Mm. There are the German immigrants. I mean, every single thing that you see plays on some stereotype. And most of them, frankly, I find these days heinous. But he does it so well. It's a picture of the period. Um, even, even Even the clock is French. Everybody is subject to being shot. In this thing, uh, the 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 thing that is most obvious that makes this a children's book to me, other than you know it's very kitty like, um, is how many animals appear. Animals are everywhere. Um, the the farmer who has his uh, his grain shot the bag shot through his bag, um, mm-hmm. he's he's like wow this bag's getting lighter as it goes away, but not mentioned in the text is there's a couple of chickens enjoying the the free path of <laughs> of food pouring out of the bag right and this 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 bullet hole affects the reality in a way that this is why kids love superheroes because superheroes really make things happen right this is the uh, attraction of guns they really make things happen right Spooky action at a distance. Look at what Tom Potts has accidentally wrought. He didn't know it was loaded. Well, um, <laughs> why is that unsecured gun sitting there loaded uh, for Tom yep. Potts to do his pot shot with? Well, um, we get a whole <laughs> slice of American reality on every page, right? It goes, Absolutely. it cuts through people high and low, and it has a cutting damaging criticism for every every everything the uh, uh the ar- artist who won a medal was painting a laughing boy uh well he ain't laughing no more he's screaming <laughs> his mouth was is now a big hole i don't think it's a scream though i think it's a shot it says the expression changed mm. i think in fact it is shock and it echoes the mouth of the artist i would point out to you that 
every single one of these pages shows somebody with that same open right. mouth expression. Right. The first time we see a face that is affected by the bullet that isn't an open mouth expression is the boy who was sad because he couldn't get the fruit over the wall, right. but the bullet made it fall down. In other words, like the gallant Taylor, like Tom Potts, that boy undeservedly is now able to steal and get the fruit that he wants. Mm-hmm. He smiles. If we go back to that picture you just had us look at, where the artist is painting the boy whose expression changes, you'll notice in the lower right-hand corner, mm-hmm. it says PN. Peter Newell. Uh-huh. If you take a look at the other illustrations, they're, they're unsigned. Hmm. I think that Peter Newell, in fact, is painting a picture of Tom Potts. Huh. And Peter Newell is saying, and I was surprised that even Tom Potts, who should be smiling about all of this, winds up being surprised. He's put himself into the picture as another adult who is somehow shocked by, but not harmed, by what Tom Potts has pot shot. It's a, a wonderful further turn of the screw. Mm. Uh, it's it's quite a book. It it plays off fairy tales and that opening of the clock, the French clock, um, which looks like a smiley face, but it's got that shot in it. That is in composition, much like Newell's own illustration for Through the Looking Glass, which also has a clock in front of it Mm. as Alice passes through. This is an alternate world, as you said when we began, Jesse. And it's one which I think we get to look at and find more and more in as we go. Mm -hmm. um... It's not... It's not just American, that is. I think it's playing with with notions of the the relative power of children in society. And this is one in which the kid, as you said, what was that gun doing lying around? Mm. But kids are lurking out there. And they if they can co-opt parts of the adult world, they can turn loose something which, in effect creates a kid's sense of justice. Mm -hmm. You you notice that the bullet hole comes through the wall just in time for the little mouse to escape the cat. But the grocer boy who is tormenting the dog, the bullet hole, the bullet snaps the the leash Mm -hmm. and releases the dog to get his revenge on the grocer boy. Time after time after time. The bullet is on the side of the small, the powerless. Mm -hmm. But, as you say, it's an American, it's an American uh, book. Sadly, it doesn't side with the marginalized um, blacks, women, immigrants. Um, It does, in size, uh, stick up for the downtrodden. It doesn't, in social terms. So this is a standard fairy tale structure, reinforcing the stereotypes of the surrounding society, but giving children a chance to uh, identify with a mischievous hero. The the relationship of children and animals, like you mentioned with that book, Pat the Bunny, um, it's it's a natural connection. These are creatures like us as children 
they are subjects rather than ob- you know uh, powerful in the world. Uh, the uh, wildcat is the only one who's killed in the story or uh, what have you, but uh, it's dangerous. Whereas the mouse escaping, the cat, the chickens getting fed, the uh, bees getting revenge on the boys for tormenting it, the dog getting revenge for being harassed by the rice being thrown by the delivery boy. All of it is, it's, it's, this gun is providing some kind of horrible justice. Um, those German bands that go down the street banging away, we don't like that noise. Wouldn't it be great to be able to knock a hole in it? And uh, I was mentioning the slant book. The German bands are in there too. And it goes, <laughs> there's a, someone who goes right through one of them. One of these big drums. Uh, this must have been a really big thing. I, I remember them in cartoons, and I'm thinking, well, I've never seen a German band do that. But uh, <laughs> you get a bunch of German immigrants, and uh, they. I, I love the line. He says, "The leader turned about in ire. He has he doesn't know about the shot." And pointing at the drummer, exclaimed, "You you start too soon, my friend. You make a better plumber." <laughs> so that right. German drummer is a plumber, right? He's saying, you're not doing your job properly. Um, it, there's a kind of uh, a mocking of everything, but it's that power. It's the power of the gun that delights the kids. Look at what effect it has. And in reading this book, you're, you're experiencing all the shocking effects. So the kids who are fishing... Uh, it breaks the fishing rod, and and the fish gets that was going to be caught and made dinner, gets let free. Wow, that's power! It's not that that those kids, you know, were punishing the fish. It's that it's the power of of this shot. You could do all these amazing. You can make uh, somebody mad for knocking his hat off, and he might get into a fight with his neighbor over this. Wow, powerful! It's like superhero power. It is. And you can see it. I mean, these these are not simply illustrations. They are integrally related to the story. It's it's important to to look at them and see what the change of expression is when mm-hmm. the bullet goes through the painting. It's important to see how the watermelon is, w- w- how it's stored and how it breaks. It's important to see um, what how it is that the the bullet made Ms. Silverman's home uh, a problem and her stove doesn't work out, whereas Ms. Newlyweds does, and there's no stove visible there. There's a lot going on in the illustrations, excuse me, in the images as well. They are, in fact, visuals, mm-hmm. as Will Eisner would call them, integral part of the narrative. And so what happens is, and I think this is wonderful, I'm so glad we're, we're talking about this, this book and that you found it for us, Jesse. This book is clearly prominent because it has this one really nifty trick. Right. A hole through every page. And one could just say, oh, look at what the hole did. Look at the hole. Isn't it clever how Mm. Newell is able to make use of a hole in every page? But in fact, that is only the obvious reason that we sense a, a settled, collected, fully understanding artist behind this who is trying to give us a picture of the world. It's we can always point to the whole. Yep, it's the whole book. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But the whole book gives us the whole world 
about which there is always more to say. Thanks very much for listening. And remember, you can always freely access the materials discussed on these podcasts by going to sffaudio.com and clicking on the link for Reading Short and Deep. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash sffaudio.com.